0: Welcome to the Rap Race to Five podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place. Here to challenge you to think out of the box, your hosts, Felipe Mejia and Diego Corzo what's up guys welcome to the rat race to five podcast we have an awesome guest today another awesome and amazing hawaiian we have stacy johnson uh, who talks about losing thirty thousand on her first flip to now on the road to making half a million dollars net this year it's an amazing story so make sure you stay tuned to the end
1: yeah. One of my favorite things is how she's literally like 25, 26 years old and uh, it's crazy what she has accomplished at a young age yeah. and also the mindset that she's trying to basically to change within her family and her peer group to be able to achieve the life of her dreams. So this is an amazing podcast and cannot wait for the audience to listen to it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Diego, you and I were in the back of an Uber one day in I forgot what city. And we talked about how everyone is looking for financial independence, but few are looking for financial impact, which is what sounds like Stacy wants to do. All right, guys, before we get to Stacy, just a quick commercial break here. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Felipe. Remember at reicallcenter.com, you can get a professional cold caller for $1,099 a month that can do up to 16,000 phone calls for you to help you find off market deals, potential flips, wholesales, or if you're an agent more listings for yourself again that's reicallcenter.com all right let's get started oh that was pretty good what's up guys welcome to the rat race to five podcast we have an amazing guest today miss stacy johnson super excited to hear her story before we get to you though stacy diego how are you my guy how you doing what's up what's up good to connect i know i'm excited except people don't realize that we had a podcast this morning so we actually connected like a couple hours right? A <laughs>
1: yes, but just, just just so that the audience know, uh, Felipe, you just got back from Phoenix, right? That limitless event.
0: Yes, I was at the event. It was super dope. Stacy, you weren't there, were you?
2: No, I wasn't. I saw your reel this morning, though.
0: Oh, with Thatch. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah, he's Notice awesome how name. I
2: didn't say his name because I didn't want to say it wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, everyone. Some people say Thack, or or like they. Yeah, it's Thatch. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna be 100 percent honest, Stacy. Like the way I figured it out was I listened to someone else say his name. Yeah, because exactly. ter- he doesn't ever say his name, but uh, he's actually a really good dude. He's a nice, humble guy. You can tell that he has a genuine heart to educate because the whole time he was there, he was just dropping knowledge on people like that's genuinely what he was doing, whether it was one person or on stage, the energy was the same. And I was really surprised because as an educator myself, the mastermind that we own, Diego and I with Rat Race Defy, um, I never wanted to become anything but like our passion to give back. And you can tell Thatch just oozes that because he was talking to one person in the corner or to the whole stage. Same energy across the board. Blew my mind.
2: Got to bring that energy.
0: Got to, bro. <laughs> Stacey, exactly. let's jump into your story. So we know you're in real estate. You have a goal of 10 properties this year. But well, let's take it back to the beginning, if you don't mind. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your growing up, family, school. Kind of give us a little bit of background and we'll dig into that a little bit.
2: Yeah, sure thing. So I am 25 years old, I'm going to turn 26 in less than a month here, but I bought my first house at 22, no real estate background whatsoever. So I grew up in Hawaii. And uh, when you live in Hawaii, it's a very different type of mindset, like a small town mindset where if you're chasing success, it's kind of looked down upon. Um, to, to have money is evil or a, a bad thing. And so um, growing up, I was that was ingrained in, in my mind that like I can never have money because if I if, if I become, quote unquote, rich, I'm, I'm going to be evil. And so um, it was to my benefit to get out of um, the island lifestyle. I love it here. Don't get me wrong but to learn something else. And so after high school, I went to UC Irvine in California, and I did the whole mechanical engineering thing, not because I wanted to do engineering, but because I was always good at math and science. And I knew I needed to do something practical if my parents were going to spend 50, $60,000 a year for a college education. Right. And so I did that whole route. Um, I've always been uh, a leader, like for every single sport that I've been on, I've always been like the captain and I like to take charge. Uh, so in college, um, I did a lot of different things. I, my first time ever, I started a tutoring company where I was tutoring people in physics, uh, high schoolers in Newport beach. And that was the first time I ever realized that holy cow, Um, you can make a lot of money without a job. Uh, Because I was in Newport Beach, like these parents were sending me to their kid's house for an hour, paying me like 60, $70, just to sit there and help them with their homework. And I was, my mind was blown. And while while I was doing that, um, I was doing a couple other things. I, I was doing a research project. So that was me staring at a computer coding half of the day. And I realized in that I was like, there's no way I can stare at a computer for the rest of my life. I can't do this engineering thing. And so in uh, on the side, I, I started UC Irvine solar race car team, where we design and build a one passenger vehicle completely powered by the sun to go across America. And um, in that, I realized dude, I love being in charge of these like engineering projects. I really understand engineering, but I don't want to be the one doing it. I just want to be in charge of it. And so I had to figure out how I was going to take this engineering degree, but not stare at a computer. And so somebody in my solar race car team, he was uh, my mechanical lead. He was interning for a general contractor on campus at the time and we were building a 133 million dollar dorm tower and he told me he's like hey I think you would like this 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 job you want to come intern and so I came to intern and I realized yeah this is probably like the best the best thing for me and so I ended up signing on with them after college and lived in LA for I think about five years after uh, college and just transferred jobs. But in that, not jobs, but projects, because um, obviously like Project N. And in that, I realized that I can't be working 80 hours a week and think that that's sustainable if I want. You know, I'm, I'm a girl, so I'm going to want to have kids one day. Like, how am I going to raise a family if I'm working 80 hours a week, slaving away for somebody else. And so um, I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and instantly uh, my mindset changed about uh, just what it looked like to trade time for money or money for time. And so I started flipping houses on the side. Um, My first, while I was working 80 hours a week, um, and it was so... I was so motivated to do it that on the weekends I would get an Airbnb in like different markets. You know, when you're in an expensive market, you want to go to just like the outskirts. Right. And so I would get an Airbnb Saturday night in each of these little markets. And I would drive out at like four o'clock in the morning on Saturday so that 5 a.m. to 8 p.m., I'm just like driving around, knocking on doors, trying to look for a property to, to buy. And I did that for, I think, three months before I found my first house to flip in Huntington Beach. And um, long story short, I ended up losing a lot of money on that first deal. But I told myself before I started that this is gonna be a really, really hard journey. And my parents told me that if I ever wanted to get my master's or my PhD, that I would have to go spend that education money on my own. And so I looked at it in a way that if my parents can spend $200,000 on my college education, and it put me at this platform to be able to make good money as an engineer, and be able to like make mistakes on the on the side and doing whatever I wanted to pursue. It was gonna be okay if I lost my childhood savings from like third grade. I never spent any of my money. Like I literally every birthday I would just throw it in this savings. I've always been super, super frugal. And um, I, I watched my dad and my mom, they're both immigrants. And I just watched them come here and build something of themselves and so i knew that if they could do that then the platform that i'm standing on i can do so much more
0: yeah it's kind of that concept of like our parents didn't come this far for us to just come this far right exactly diego have said that before but let's let's take it back because there's a lot to unravel there there was (laughs) a
1: lot
0: yeah there's a lot to i didn't want to cut you off but there's a lot there so back to um like college so you are working on these projects and then you said something and she said, I just started flipping houses on the side. So Stacey, I don't know how, how long you've been in real estate, but you kind of just don't flip real estate on the side. So I know that's a full-time job. Like that's not just like, Oh, I'll do that two hours a day on the weekends. Um, tell us a little bit more about how you fell into flipping houses. Like how did you find the deal? Who did you network? How did you take it down? Like let's get into the sauce a little bit about flipping the properties on the side. Uh, and by the way, that's definitely going in the show notes. Stacy claims that she flipped the properties on the side.
2: <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like that whole experience has made me not, I, want, I don't want to say heartless, but I have like no room for excuses, especially when it comes to uh, people who reach out to me on social media, because yep. I was working 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I say I flipped houses on the side, so I, uh, like I said, on the weekends, I would literally drive around from sunup to sundown looking for a house and I would gather, I was specifically looking for mobile homes. Um, I knew that when I was going to start this new journey, I needed to be around a community of people that were already doing it. And so I remember going to my first meetup in Orange County and I walk into this meetup. It was a women's real estate network meetup. And um, I was the youngest one in the room. And all these people like so much older than me. And I just felt like this little kid. But what I did was after the meetup, I went up to the person that was running it. And I was just like introducing myself, telling them about what I was trying to do. And she told me that she needed a move that weekend. she was like, hey, I'm actually gonna um, rent a truck this weekend and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, I have a truck. Let me move out all of your stuff. Like, let me just come hang out with you. Uh, I'll bring my truck. We can use it all day. All I want to do is just hang out. Like I'm not asking for anything. And instantly I was in her inner circle and that gave me the confidence to jump in because I knew that there was somebody I could ask questions to. Uh, um, and so in that After that whole experience, that's when I started driving around and looking, looking for, for deals. And
1: when I go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's really cool because like being able to, being able to come from the side of like wanting to help somebody, right. Being able from seeing an opportunity where where, where you can serve first before you ask. Uh, I was in a room a little bit similar to that. Uh, back like back in 2014, and uh, that fear of like holy crap, like I don't know anybody. I'm the youngest one in the room. Um, so yeah, this is awesome. I love your story. So please continue.
2: And so I always tell people who are like, I don't, I don't know what value I can bring. I don't know what value I can bring. I don't know anything about real estate. I'm like, you. It doesn't even have to be about real estate. The guy who works for me now he was managing my entire Turo fleet when I was first getting started. And that's the only reason why I hired him as my full-time real estate guy. And so I always tell people that like figure out what they need and try to fill that need, whether it's driving them around, picking up materials, whatever. Um, But I got into her inner circle, started looking for deals and, Um, because I was in an expensive market and I didn't know what I was doing. I went for mobile homes specifically so I could buy them cash with my own money. I knew that I could buy stuff with other people's money, but I needed this to be a proven concept before I went and used other people's money. And I didn't, obviously didn't prove it to myself that it was a proven concept, but um, I learned so much on that first deal. And I just remember after I finished it, I took a step back and I, and I reminded myself like why I even got started and asked myself, like what's the number one thing that I was missing? And um, it was not having a mentor. Yes, I did have that girl that I could ask questions, but um, I think the idea of paying for mentorship um gives you the permission to bother them so much i was so nervous about bothering her with all my you know low life questions because i wasn't providing enough value per se Mm.
0: That's interesting Uh, you know from the beginning like diego was saying adding value versus asking for something i think is huge and like Putting yourself in the room and then waiting for the opportunity to add value, I think is huge because most people will find themselves in a room and say, and almost have the mentality of like, I took my first step by being here, which like if you did that and you're just looking for somebody to help you, that's fine, but you got to find a way to add value to those that are in the room for you to be noticed. You might get a question answered. But if you really want an actionable step from somebody that's where you'd like to be, you have to find a way to add value. And most people that are in the position that you wanna be, money probably isn't the motivator. It's probably gonna be a way to give them back time, right? So like you were like, oh, I can provide you with a truck. I can help you move. It was just a certain situation in that moment that you can be around this person for a longer period of time by providing a value. And in this case, it was just a moving vehicle, right? So that's yeah. huge. And labor. And free labor.
2: <laughs> I got so,
0: breakfast. <laughs> there you go. You got <laughs> breakfast. So tell us about the process of flipping the property. Give us some of the numbers, some of the details, and some of the lessons learned, if that's okay with you.
2: Yep. So that first house, don't quote me on this, is uh, three years ago, so I don't know exactly, but I think I bought it for 12000 I remember putting in like, $13,000 worth of work and my holding costs on it was close to 3k a month because right. it was near the beach and um, the, the lot rent was just really, really expensive. Right. And when I had calculated the numbers, get this, I didn't even calculate, Oh, what's my RV? Um, How much am I going to make on this? I calculated if I end up holding this property for Um, too long, like at what point am I going to go under Uh, Um, based off of like how much I was paying, how much savings I had, and then also how much money I was making from my full-time job. But um, during that process, I knew that my background was in commercial construction. And so I wanted to learn how to fix A residential house, even though a mobile home isn't necessarily the same as a regular house, it's pretty similar. And even the houses in Hawaii are so similar to mobile homes. So it's just coming full circle. But I did all of the work or except for the windows myself on that on that property. I remember telling some guy on my job site uh, because I used to work on the field. I was a field engineer. And I remember telling him about, like, an old uncle about what I was doing. He had a daughter the same age as me, and he's like, dude, um, let's go check it out. I remember it was Friday afternoon, super late in the afternoon. We were the only ones left on the job site because he hadn't hit a deadline and he needed to be there. And so I had to be on site to watch him or like be there and I was telling him about what I was doing he's like "oh well, let's go check it out." I I swear I didn't sleep at all the night before but I was like dude this is like the greatest opportunity of a lifetime. I got to go right now. And so we go to the job site and or my project and he's just like dude I'll help you I'll help you flip this whole thing. Um let me teach let me teach you how to do it. And so the worst thing I did was change out a P-trap. It was the grossest thing ever. Oh, man, dude. i never want to do that ever again.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. But, so at, at the end of it, what was what did the numbers look like? Give us a little bit of that.
2: Yeah, so I ended up selling it for 20K and I
1: lost
0: $30,000. After all that work and time, you lost 20 grand. How did that, how did that 30. feel? 30. Oh, 30. Sorry. 30. Go ahead, Diego.
1: Oh, that w- I was going to say uh, that same question. How did you feel um, on that first deal with the money that you lost? To be honest, I told myself it was going to be
2: okay. And I know that it costs money to learn. I, kn- I knew that going into this, I had a long-term mindset. Yes, it hurt, but I kn- money goes in and out all the time. Um if you're if you have a hold on money, that's when uh, it's gonna hold you hostage. So uh, faith is huge for me, and like tithing is is huge for me. And I remember during that time, um, like right before I started my flip, I had committed that I was gonna tithe even more. And at one point, when I was right about to go into the reds on that on that property, I was like, okay, I can. Um, I can reduce my tithe and probably be better off, but I didn't let myself do that. And so I think the biggest thing is just like understanding your why and and not having a hold on money. Like knowing that it comes in and out. So I wasn't super hurt about it. Obviously, it took a hit on on my ego a little bit, but um. I just got back up and and tried again. But this time with a mentor.
0: So you took 30 grand to the chin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like that's that's a strong. I know, right. That's a yeah. strong lesson. Um, <clears throat> you were talking about your tithe. You know, the Bible verse Malachi 310.
2: You don't have to remind me.
0: So Malachi 310 talks about bring it says bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And it's funny because growing up, I always thought in church where like the pastor would say, oh, you can't test God you shouldn't test God, right? Like, uh, I know Satan says this to to Jesus on the mountain. uh, But in in the Bible verse in Malachi 3.10, uh, God says, test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven over you. So God tells us to test him with his tithes. So it's no surprise to me that the rest of your story is a successful one. um, And it will be going forward because you've stayed faithful to that tithe, right? You're like, You made a promise to yourself. And if we get off the religious side about this, there's something also empowering about keeping your word to yourself, whether it's I'm going to eat healthier this month so I can lose 10 pounds or I'm going to keep tithing, whether I make money on this or not. There is something powerful mentally breakthrough where you keep your word to yourself through these type of situations that separates those who win versus, in my opinion, those who quit. Right. Like you said, you changed a P-trap, you lost 30 grand and you still kept the promise to yourself of tithing. Now we're going to fail. Sure. We all fail. Yeah. But if you try to keep your word to yourself, um, you know, that's there's something powerful. There's like that mental strength there. Your why has to be stronger than that P-trap, than that 30 grand you lost and so forth and so on. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's huge. In my opinion, you know, congratulations. You, you you kind of broke through that. I bet that was hard. I'm sure it was really hard.
2: Yeah, it was definitely hard. But I, I, I knew that that was like the education that I needed to pay for to move forward from this.
0: So you said you had a mentor on the second one. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that went?
2: Yeah. So social media is so powerful. I, I found the best mobile home flipper in the nation and paid for his most expensive program so that anytime I uh, had a question, literally he had like a step-by-step and after every single step, I would call him, Hey, here's what I did. What do I do next? And, um, we, it was, it was like a profit split on that as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've brought, I brought him so many deals that we analyzed together he walked me through how to talk to the sellers. But the second one that I found um, was when I was working in LA and um, it was like two hours away from where I was working. Mind you, I'm still working 80 hours a week. And um, I ended up buying that for 7,500. I think I put 9,000 into it. And I ended up selling it for 25,000. I remember making 5k on that deal. It was like a 20% return. Um, but it wasn't a lot, but it would, it then instantly clicked that, okay, this is a proven process. I I can do this. Um, but during that time I was working, uh, and I swear, I had every single doctor in the book to go to this project if my my contractor had an emergency and I needed to go there. I'm like, hey, uh, I'm not feeling so good. (laughs) Um, And honestly, like a lot of my coworkers knew what I was doing uh, during that time. I kind of kept it a secret from my bosses, but they all knew what I was doing. And some of them hit me up today and they're like, how do how do i do that <laughs> um, but it's funny because on the weekends they would always give me crap about not going out with them they're like dude we make so much money like why why wouldn't you just come out and have a drink with us or whatever i'm like dude i just have different goals like i don't want to spend my money on that like i use the same super like those amazon mattresses that are super thin i use that for a long time because i did not want to spend money on like a good mattress or I, I just, I've just always been really frugal and, um, it's helped me get to this point, but I know that that's going to be a break, uh, a mindset barrier soon as well that I'm going to have to get past, like stop being frugal. You need to spend money to make money.
0: That's true. Um, I'm going to get back to your real estate cause I want to know where you're at now, but before we do that, talking about being frugal, Diego has like a, uh, I've so I've spent the night over at Diego's apartment when we do like masterminding stuff together or we go over businesses and he has this like nice blow up mattress that I'll sleep on, but I'll go in there and I'll tuck Diego in. You know, we can make sure I read him a bedtime story. But this is interesting because Diego doesn't sleep with a pillow. So he has okay. like this nice setup in his bed or whatever, but he sleeps flat like this.
2: So do I, Diego.
0: Wait, you do. You don't sleep with a pillow either. <laughs>
2: you know because my back is bad
0: bro what is that i can't like what is wrong with you guys diego looks like a mummy or something like (laughs) like this bro like just sleeping i can't do it man i was like diego that's wild he throws all his pillows whenever he sleeps flat i do the same
1: thing
0: what that's crazy
1: that's so funny
0: diego have you done that since you were a little
1: um i don't remember i just slept because i would sometimes sleep with a pillow and then my neck will hurt the next day yeah like exactly eh, i'm good i don't need to have yeah
0: that was wild i, I gotta to figure that know. one out i sleep with yeah. a big old fat pillow like i don't know <laughs> that's funny all right stacy so where are you at now so you've gone through these lessons you've learned that we'll talk, are you in the middle of a flip now um what's your most recent deal give us a little bit more of up to date what you're doing now
2: so right now, I since then, I've moved to Hawaii. So just to like give you a, a brief, quick two minute of why I even moved to Hawaii was because yeah. like during that second flip, my, I found out that my mom had cancer.
0: Oh, man. I'm and, sorry.
2: Um, she's good now. So it's all good. But uh, I found out my mom had cancer. And so the company that I worked for. That's not funny, Stacy.
0: Me- you kind of freaked me out there. Sorry. I didn't, you were like, she's good now. Like you should She's good now. now. She's good okay. now. It's
2: all gone. It's all gone. Okay.
0: Thank God. But, Let's go.
2: Um, finally, my mom had cancer. I had to transfer to move to Hawaii to be there. And during that time, I was still working 80 hours a week. And so I had to ask myself, like, what am I doing here? Why did I even come home if I can't even take my mom to chemo or whatever? Like, be there for my family and be there around the house. And so Uh, Long story short, I ended up quitting, taking a huge leap of faith and and quitting uh, that job. And I mean, my whole family ridiculed me for it. And they still ridicule me to this day. But um, that jump started the journey of flipping in Hawaii. And now, um, since then, it, it took me six months of just like Grinding it out, cold calling, whatnot, to find that first condo flip. Um, and since then, I've sold that one. Um,
0: What'd you make on the first one back in
2: Hawaii? 40K. I bought that one for 179 and sold it for 265 put in 20000
1: worth of work. That's cool. Get, okay, get this.
2: Awesome. That, that condo was 360 square feet.
0: Like it was a studio, bro.
2: And buying it for 180, I think as is it appraised at 240 uh, before I flipped it. So um, lots of lessons learned on that one. I probably shouldn't even have put the money into it. I probably should have just threw it back on the market. But yeah, but um, I've wholesaled two deals this year. I sold that condo and. I have two on the market right now. And then two I'm working on right now. What are now, you going to so make
0: on the two that are on the market?
2: So the one that I, I didn't even flip it. I, it was a whole tail. I just put it back on the market as is because the seller was asking pretty high, but it, it worked as a whole tail. That one, since the market shifted, I'm not really sure what I'm going to make on that. I mm-hmm. might break even we'll see, but this, other one um that I got from social media, I'll probably make like 150 on it. Jeez. Um I bought that one for 350 and it appraised as is for 550. Oh my god! Wow. That's how amazing. how did you find that one on social media? Someone reached out to me and said, Hey, I have a deal in Hawaii do you want to go on this appointment? I'm like, heck yeah, I want to go on this appointment. And I remember telling him, I was like, Hey dude, like I have to be at 350, 390 max. He's like, well, he's asking half a million dollars, like 550. It's like, Hmm, I don't really know if it's worth it for me to go on this appointment, but you know what? I have a new sales guy. I want him to learn how to go on appointments. Let's just go on it. So we go on it and literally like my sales guy is driving and in the car the whole way I'm staring at the ocean and I'm just praying. I'm like, God, if this, if this deal is from you make a way, cause there's no way right now. And I remember talking to the seller and he walks out, no shirt, food in his mouth. Yo. just like, just like super Hawaiian uncle. And I was like, Oh, this is it. This it's on dude. I'm <laughs> definitely, I'm definitely going to connect with this guy. And I, I shared with him about like my vision to create affordable housing for the local people. And we connected so well that he took me on a field trip. He, he's in charge of like the Hawaiian homelands out there. And they have a piece of, they have a bunch of pieces of land that they want to build houses on. And we went on a field trip, went to all these pieces of land. And when we came back, I was like, uncle, um, what about this one? Like, I know you're asking half a million dollars. I know a lot of people in the mainland are willing to give you this much, but here's where I have to be at. I have to be at like three fifty, and he just looks at me and he's like, "You know what? For you, I'll do it."
0: What?
2: And yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. And so, um, just like kind of reiterating on your point um, as far as like being faithful to that tithe it it, i can see how just doing that um god's providing in the now
0: that's amazing so you got that property under contract what's the vision with that property did you mention what you want to do with it or is it going to list it yeah it's
2: on it's on the market now
0: okay okay nice so you said something about the market shifting a little bit um how have you got? And I don't mean to sway this way, but how are you guys feeling this uh, over in Hawaii?
2: We're feeling it in a sense that things aren't just flying off the market anymore and getting 20 offers over asking. Like I only got one offer or, okay. So I listed my one property that I have that I'm going to sell soon in um, March, in April. And instantly I got over asking, over asking, over asking. All of a sudden, interest rates hit, and all these people fall out of escrow. I, I went into escrow twice, over that. asking, and they and they both backed out. And now I'm I uh it started sitting, and then I had the price drop, and now I'm in escrow for fifty k under what I originally listed it for. Plus, they were asking for a forty thousand dollar seller credit, which destroyed me but i told them no um it's like if that's the case like i'm i'm just gonna rent it out or whatever
0: you could just keep it and rent it at that point right maybe yeah exactly
2: but the issue is that in hawaii that doesn't really work still
0: okay because the rents aren't high enough right yeah okay but um
2: yeah that's how i'm feeling it right now
0: how are Um, you guys taking these deals down
2: hard money and private money
0: Okay, so you're just raising so, capital?
2: Yeah, so now I don't use any of my own money, especially you. with social media uh, people. I, like most of my private money lenders, I've never met them in person. And they just
1: wire it straight to my account. Let's go. And, and to get that private money or that hard money too, what, are, what is like the package that you send them? Like is it based on comps? Like what the ARV will look like or like... What does that underwriting go through?
2: Yeah, I have like a four page executive summary that includes comps, what exactly my scope of work is, how is their money being used, um, what does the property look like currently and just all the financials of what they need, need to know about, about how their money is being used and, and how much they're going to get.
0: Perfect. Nice, Perfect. nice, nice, nice. So Stacy, I mean, it sounds like you have a great business plan and a great, um, you know, strategy that you want to use going forward to continue to take deals down. We talked a little bit about your past. We talked a little bit about what you're doing now. Talk about what you want to do in the future and what your goals are for the rest of this year.
2: For the rest of this year, um, my goal is 500,000 in net net profit. Um, that looks like an average of 50K per deal and 10 deals, depending on if it's a condo or a single family. I mean, on average for a single family house, you really shouldn't be making less than 100K uh, in Hawaii. But um, that's just like wholesale or flipping. Now how that many the cold market- callers did you say you have? Four.
0: You have four. Okay, so you hire out cold callers. You pull a list, they cold call it for you, see if they want to sell the property, just the whole wholesaling mentality and probably flip or keep the best or whatever.
2: Yeah, so right now, because the market is shifting and I'm seeing both of my properties shift, uh, sit, I want to move more towards wholesaling. And originally when I had started this, honestly, like all I wanted to do was wholesale. But I noticed that in Hawaii specifically, not a lot of people wholesale Whenever they come across a deal, they usually take it down because it's so hard to come across deals out here. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't really care if I make less; the risk is less, and hopefully, I can do more volume in wholesaling because I those those VAs just started last Wednesday.
0: Yeah. Do you know Kamahai out there in Nashville, or oh, I'm sorry, yeah. in Hawaii?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, they they were the first people i i ever gave private money to
0: oh you gave them private money
2: yeah my parents for my. nice parents.
0: yeah come behind them are cool they use our cold callers over at rei call center um so they have a cold caller i think we got them like 21 leads in like the first two or three weeks of That's using so our services so, yeah yeah i think they have one in escrow right now i don't want to speak for them but i think they're i think they've been with us for about a month and a half and they got they've got a couple of deals going on um yeah
2: they're they're great people they're huge in uh, our community out here in hawaii our community in hawaii is something else like when i was investing in california there yeah. is no community like like the community in hawaii
0: right 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 yeah they're they're awesome people i love their social media content uh diego and i have like talked many times about going out to hawaii we need to you guys yeah. have such a cool community we need to go out there and just show yeah you.
1: show yeah because you're, you're you're actually our fourth uh hawaiian uh interviewed on this podcast so tristan
2: um, kamahai and
1: zasha uh tristan kamahai, kamahai Zosha, sasha and tariba
0: and tariba so you're five five. Oh,
1: okay So tariba, you're five. Okay. yeah
0: how do you say her name tariba
2: I just call her Te. no
0: no no, no stacy say it, stacy okay oh i thought you guys called her today as well so Tay, I'm going to text her that. She's awesome. Yeah, just she, she's a rock star too. So yes. I know that you guys' community is tight. Diego, we definitely need to make a trip out there, dude. Like, yeah. I know it's like halfway around the world, but we need to figure that out. <laughs> we do.
1: Um,
0: do. <clears throat> Stacy, so those are your goals. That's what you want to do. Um, I see on your page, on your Instagram, that you also help other investors and that you've coached and that, you know, you kind of give stories. Where did your passion for teaching other people how to do this come from? Or why do you, why do, you do that?
2: I think specifically in Hawaii, like I said, the mindset is that people who make money are evil
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it took me a lot to get over that hump and I want to help other people uh, here to realize that like, you don't have to work four or five jobs just to make ends meet here. Right. When I was first getting started, I I started a Turo fleet to supplement my marketing expenses. And that was like a part-time job. And I made the same amount of money that I was making at my engineering job. So um, I I, I get really passionate about just like helping uh, the local people here get over that hump, Um, especially like knowing that I didn't come from a lot of money. My parents are immigrants. So if I can do it, then um so can other people and another thing is like I'm so young that I know that that's another barrier that people have is like oh, I'm too young but people don't realize that that's your biggest asset is yeah, that is. you're young and I'm... not only time but people are willing to help you you don't have to act like you know everything like, even to these sellers on the phone they're like oh you sound really young I'm like yeah you know I'm, I'm pretty new here and uh, I need to ask all right I would uh, I would
0: read right through that Stacy I'd be like shut up you're trying to get my equity get up out of here
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's because you know sales (laughs)
0: it's like I've done this before
2: (laughs) yeah exactly but that's
0: classic that's classic man that's 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 an amazing story Stacy you've clearly come a long way from losing 30 grand to on the road to make half a mil and then just everything in between helping people what you want to do with flipping what about buying and holding are you interested in rentals at all
2: yeah, so obviously I need capital to um, get some rentals, but I, I went to Des Moines, Iowa last month, and so I'm going to look into that market or Colum- Columbus.
0: Nice. Yeah. Just stay Moines, out of Nashville. Iowa. Stay out of Tennessee. Stay out of Georgia. Stay out of Florida and Texas. Those places suck. Right. <laughs> Just stay out of our backyard. Okay, it comes in, it's over.
1: Right. She's gonna call all of the sellers. Hey, I'm 25 years old, I'm (laughs) I'm looking to buy something. And then boom, she She owns out the city later. No, that's exciting though. I'm um but like starting out at a young age, being able to accomplish what you've done so far and the hunger that you have and the willingness to help other people too. I'm like, I'm super excited for you. Um, especially with with everything with like with what Sometimes your family members might be like, "Why are you so obsessed with doing that? Or why can you just chill?" You know. So kudos to you for changing, um, changing the status quo, you know, within within your peer group. Agreed.
2: We're breaking generational curses out here.
1: Let's go. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, where can people find you?
2: Uh, Instagram is probably the best place to hit me up at realestacy at real you know, Stacy, your girl does real estate and my name is stacy
1: <laughs> i love it i love
2: this that was
0: hilarious <laughs> all right one more time stacy cool. what was that instagram
2: at real Real
0: <laughs> really cool that's awesome stacy thank you so much for coming to hang out with diego and i for here with 45 minutes it was it was super awesome tons of bombs in this uh and, and and grit and getting through this stuff so congratulations on where you're at i can't wait to record you again in four or five years and you're just going to own half of hawaii and give out like <laughs> tons of affordable living for people i think that's awesome uh come a high and then we'll own the other half so you guys can let's <laughs> go <laughs> oh, i love it stacy i promise you that diego and i will be out to hawaii soon uh hopefully sometime this year we want to get out there and, and connect with all the all the native hawaiians all the amazing people out there so we will yeah, get let out me there. know
2: if you guys need a car. It's on me.
0: Hey, hey it's, it's, a, it's a hero, right. Yeah, we go. We'll do that. I heard a hack, Stacey. I'm going to go to Home Depot and order one of their trucks. No, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. a No, no. No, man. Or that's I'm going to
0: pay the three thousand dollars a day for the red Jeep hardtop that all the all the visitors get.
2: Yeah, sure. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Stacey, uh, thank so, you so much, girl.
1: Get
0: out of here. Yeah, I appreciate you. Love you. you guys. Thank you. Bye. The RAP Race to Five Podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place.